Greetings from Christendom College here in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. You know, in our modern times, there seems to be so much hatred in our troubled world. Just look at the past century with all its wars and all of its isms. And those hate-filled ideologies are still very much with us in our current time, in the new century as well. We still find people everywhere turning with hatred towards each other. And the danger, as our Lord predicted, is that the charity of the many will grow cold. Hatred and coldness can only be overcome by the fire of a divine love. How wonderful it truly is that Holy Mother Church, in the month of June, turns our attention once again to the most sacred heart of Jesus Christ, that burning furnace of charity. You know, there are many who believe that the first revelation of our Lord's heart took place in pere les Monial in France to St. Margaret Mary in the 17th century. But I believe that we can truthfully say that the first revelation of our Lord's heart took place on Calvary itself, with the piercing and the opening of his side and heart by the centurion called Longinus. Let us think briefly upon the reaction of that Roman centurion during our Lord's Passion up on Mount Calvary. What does he see? He sees our Lord already savagely scourged, crowned with a mass of thorns on his head. Then he witnesses him brutally nailed into the wood of the cross. And then the continuous subject of taunts, mockery, and ridicule to this man going through this intense suffering. But what's the first thing that that centurion hears out of the mouth of this suffering man? That man who had been proclaimed by the Roman procurator to be Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. First thing he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. How incredible! That centurion's heart must have been so deeply stirred and filled with wonder how a man in that situation could implore the Father in heaven and speak of forgiveness of those who are mocking and ridiculing and taunting him. But we have to remember that our Lord said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all things to myself. He then hears him speak consolingly to the thief who is being crucified with him, that thief who had acknowledged his kingship and he hears our blessed Lord say, this day you will be with me in paradise. And then he goes on and he observes that he's always thinking of others. Even in the midst of this horrible pain, he is always thinking of others. He also hears him reach out tenderly to his grieving mother, making sure that his mother will be taken care of. Then at that moment of death, that supreme moment when our Lord gazing heavenward in control of his own life and in control of his passion, he hears him cry out, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And then we were told in Matthew's gospel that the centurion, seeing the manner of his death, cried out, Truly, this man was the Son of God. Now I want to share with you in my research on devotion to the Sacred Heart, I discovered that the Roman military had a practice 
that if there was a prisoner who was captured, taken in combat, who had fought with great courage and great nobility, instead of just lopping off his head, which was a form of degradation, they would actually strike between the second and the third rib and pierce the heart for a quick and a more noble death. And I think that's what was going on here. He had seen how nobly our Lord had fought. And that's what's going on. It was a tribute to the nobility of Jesus Christ and led to a confession of His divinity. And when that side is opened and that water and blood gushed out for the first time and a new Holy of Holies was revealed for a first time and the sacrament of the church is born from that open side and that pierced heart. All of that was the fruit of an open heart whose love was in truth truly infinite and unfathomable. And that's one of the reasons why Pope Leo XIII sought to proclaim the love of that heart at the beginning of the 20th century in a magnificent encyclical called Adam Sacrum, which he consecrated the entire world to the sacred heart of Jesus. In that encyclical he wrote, and I quote, when the church in the days immediately succeeding her institution was oppressed beneath the yoke of the Caesars, a young emperor saw in the heavens a cross which became at once a happy omen and a glorious sign of the victory that soon followed. And now today, behold, another blessed and heavenly token is offered to our sight, the most sacred heart of Jesus, with a cross rising from it and shining forth with dazzling splendor amidst flames of love. In that sacred heart, all our hopes should be placed, and from it the salvation of men is to be confidently sought." End quote. May we rejoice in this great month, and as we approach the solemnity of the Sacred Heart this Friday, may we rejoice in this great gift and turn our minds and our hearts once again to that burning furnace of charity, which alone can heal the wounds and the brokenness of our fallen world. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. God bless you all. Thank you.